0: I'm Rebecca Wood.
1: And I'm Ella Calora.
0: And today we have a special guest. Hello. Say your name. Oh, my (laughs) name is Abby. Okay. So this episode is a bit complicated.
1: (laughs) So originally it was supposed to be one episode and both of our cases are just really long and there's a lot of information so we decided to make it a special two-parter
0: yes and we're both talking about female killers just because it is women's history month yay and the cases are both just so interesting and yeah odd yeah there's just so many weird things in these cases that we can't really leave this information out and we didn't want to sacrifice the like depth of our podcast by cutting it down to one episode
1: yeah and we didn't want to take out the discussion part of it
0: yeah but we're starting with my case which is leonarda Cianciulli, the soap maker of correggio she is italy's first known female serial killer or first documented i'm sure there could have been somebody before her but not that they had documents of so i'm going to start with her early life she was born in 1894 in montella italy and she was always known to be superstitious and she also according to some sources suffered from epilepsy she was also suicidal for most of her life and had two attempts before she got married so yeah she was suicidal for most of her life with two attempts and then in 1917, she married a registry clerk whose name was Raphael Pensardi, but her family didn't approve of her husband.
1: So the lights went out again. Hello. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> she married a registry clerk, Raphael Pensardi, in 1917 and moved to Lariano, Italy, but her family didn't approve of her marrying him because they had a arranged marriage planned for her. So they were really mad that she did that and also especially her mother was mad and she according to Leonardo, cursed them so after they got married they moved and cut off all contact with her family Wait, so sh-
1: was she like a, a like a practicing witch or something no no oh mm-hmm. but she said that
0: there's a lot cursed- of superstition in italy and like belief in curses like that
1: oh okay so like, she just said that
0: yeah I'm sure she she could have said something like, I'm going to curse you and your husband, I, your family's now cursed, something like mm-hmm. simple, okay. but she was always superstitious, so even if her mother didn't genuinely put a curse on her, but said something about, I curse you, she would have taken it as a curse, because she was just always superstitious like that.
1: Okay.
0: So, in their marriage, Leonardo had 17 pregnancies, three of those resulted in miscarriages and 10 died in their early childhood so she only had four surviving children Wow yeah Um, and because of how many losses of her other children she had she was extremely protective of the other four and before she got married which kind of predicts this she saw a psychic and the psychic told her that she would get married and have children but that all her children would die okay so that also feeds into why she's so protective of the last four because she's still listening to that psychic saying my all my children are going to die 13 already did these four are left she also saw a palm reader a separate occasion and the palm reader said in your right hand i see prison in your left a criminal asylum so She had all these superstitions in the back of her mind just dwelling Mm -hmm. her whole life. And then, How old was she at that point? Mid to late 20s. Okay. I don't know. Well, when she saw the first psychic, she was very young because it was before she got married, but Mm -hmm. not like a child. Yeah. But there's not like exact years marked just because it was so long ago. Yeah. So in 1930, an earthquake destroyed their home in Lariano, so they moved to Correggio. In Correggio, Leonarda opened a clothing store and was like super popular in the neighborhood. They described her, her neighbors and her friends described her as a nice, gentle, respectable neighbor and a loving mother. At some point during their marriage, her husband became unemployed and then became an alcoholic, and Leonarda kicked him out, and then eventually he just disappeared without a trace. So then we're gonna get into a little bit of what happened. In 1939, Leonardo's oldest son, Giuseppe, who was also her favorite son, planned to enlist in the army during World War II. And since she was already determined to protect all four and not let them die, but then her favorite was going to war, she just, it like ramped up in her mind even more. And she decided that the way to ensure his safety was to sacrifice human lives in exchange for his
2: Okay. So. That's one way to look at it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, it all goes back to the superstitions she had. Mm-hmm. And, like, supposedly, I saw a couple things say that she consulted somebody who said that human sacrifices could save your four kids. So, f- exchange four lives for their four lives. Oh, okay. Some say that she was also a fortune teller on the side of her shop. But others say that. Her victim just went to her seeking help, but she used her clients to decide who to sacrifice. Her first victim was Faustina Setti. She was actually a pretty elderly woman compared to the other victims, and she was a lifelong spinster, meaning she was never married. And Faustina went to Leonardo asking for help in finding a husband, and Leonardo was happy to help, as it seemed to Faustina. And she told her that she knew of a man in Pola, but somehow convinced her not to tell anyone.
2: That's such a red flag. I know, but. Obviously, she's not gonna pick up on the context clues because if she's coming to her as like a friend.
0: Yeah, and she had such a good reputation in the neighborhood too, and like right. she was just trusted. She also convinced Faustina to write letters to families and her family members and friends, telling them that she was fine all as well to send once she got to Pola, but like just have them already written. So the day that Faustina was supposed to leave, she stopped at Leonardo's to say goodbye. And according to some, it was to pay for her services. So different sources say different things if she was paid to do this or not. But while she was there, Leonardo offered her a glass of wine and she took it, but it was drugged. So she, you know, became unconscious, and Leonardo used an axe to kill Faustina, then hid her body in the closet, and later that day, she cut the body into nine pieces and collected her blood in a basin. Wow. Ew. An official statement she made later said, I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs. As well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I also ate them. Oh Giuseppe is her oldest son once again.
2: Ooh. Did he have any idea about yeah. this? Or is that something you're gonna cover later? We're gonna
0: get into it later, but what I can say is he says no, and so does she.
1: Interesting. They I say just, he had
0: nothing. He see, had no way. There's idea. no like, way. Yeah. There's no way. Especially she if you're gonna, gonna
1: doing hide all that, like. And then.
0: Like, well, he was away at school. For oh. part of it, too, so...
1: There had to have been,
2: like, some... Not to be gross, but there had to have been some, like, smell. Oh, there
0: yeah, were reports sure. of weird
2: smells by one witness, like, mm-hmm. at the trial. So, like, when Giuseppe was home, like, he must have,
0: you know... I don't know. Yeah. I, we're never gonna know, but, like, it's still just The other thing disgusting. is she was always, like, super protective, so I get the idea that they didn't really question her, because he was still letting her be so protective into his adult life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say, but... It's believed that she was paid with Faustina's entire life savings. If she was paid, that's how much it was, her entire life savings. Wow. And then it was also said that no one worried about her disappearance because she had no relatives in the area and Mm -hmm. no husband, obviously, no Mm -hmm. children.
1: Yeah.
0: So whoever they sent the letters to, it was enough because they did send the letters. Yeah. So this happened in 1939, by the way. I forgot to say that. So the second victim, her name was Francesca Sovi. She was another one of Leonardo's friends or clients, and she went to Leonardo Leonardo to help her find a job. Mm -hmm. She was a widowed teacher, and Leonardo told her she had a job for her at a school for girls in Piacenza. So she convinced Francesca of the same not to tell anyone and to write letters and postcards saying everything was okay that she would send once she got there. Obviously, Francesca met the same end as Faustina, and she was killed and made into tea cakes and soap as well on September 5th, 1940. Weeks later, two of her friends received the letters that she wrote, so they saw no real reason to worry because they said, you know, I'm fine. I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. So they just believed it. The final victim, her name was Virginia Cacciopo. So she was formerly a soprano in the opera and she sang at La Scala and was another friend or client of Leonardo. She went to Leonardo for the same reason as Francesca and was to ask for help finding a job because she was no longer working as an opera singer. She told Virginia that she found her job as a secretary in Florence but once again convinced her not to tell anyone where she was going and to write the letter saying all this well. But this time we actually do know how she convinced her not to tell anyone how it happened or what where she was going mm-hmm. because Leonarda claimed that she made the arrangements through a man she was having an affair with. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I'm gonna help you, but you can't rat me out, you know? So that's why you can't tell anybody about this because it's, you know, an illicit affair. Yeah. So she went along with it. Then on November 30th, 1940, Virginia was gonna leave. So she visited Leonardo to pay or say goodbye, whichever one it was. And she paid also with her life savings, but also with assorted jewels and jewelry. Mm -hmm. So Leonardo followed her previous murders and drugged her, then killed her with an ax and cut her into nine pieces. From there, once again, made her blood into tea cakes and her body into soap that her, her neighbors, and her family all used or ate. Wow. A quote she said about Virginia said, She ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some of the most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet.
1: Oh, my God. That's so creepy. And, like...
0: That's what she said at trial.
1: Messed up and creepy and, like, why... This case, I've known about this case,
2: like, for a long time, and it still manages to just, like, I don't know,
0: just so eerie.
1: Yeah, just the fact that she said that in court is creepy.
0: I know. That's the craziest part that we'll get into a little bit more later on, but she just was not looking out for herself. Like there were things she could have just not said and been fine because of lack of evidence because the bodies were gone. I just don't even think she cared at that point. No, yes, I don't like think
1: she was like, "Oh, I did this." She
0: didn't she didn't feel bad about it because it yeah. was going to save her children. And oh, I'm sure okay. she was going to go on to kill one more if mm-hmm. she wasn't found because She only killed three, but she wanted to save four children. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about her arrest a little bit now. Virginia's sister-in-law became suspicious of Virginia's disappearance, and obviously the letters weren't enough for her. Mm -hmm. And she saw her go into Leonardo's house but never come out and knew that was the last place she went before she was going to Florence, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Virginia's sister-in-law reported this to Reggio Emilia, who was the police superintendent, and he opened an investigation and arrested Leonarda. There is some debate over whether she confessed immediately to all three killings or she denied allegations until they tried to implicate her son as an accomplice. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think either one is honestly believable to me yeah. that she would do just the way she behaved. And they also had some evidence because Virginia, like I said, paid with some jewels and jewelry. And Leonardo gave some of those away as gifts so they could track those back to her. And they realized, you gave this to somebody, but this used to belong to this person who's now missing. Mm -hmm. And the lights are off. (laughs) (laughs) They also... um, found some of Virginia's clothes in Leonardo's home. And another thing that they said was that she didn't have money to be spending without care, but she was and people did kind of notice that because obviously she got all this money from these people. Mm -hmm. So she was tried in 1946 and when she was on trial, she confessed to all three murders and even explained how she turned the bodies into tea cakes and soap, like I said before with those two quotes. She said those on trial. And also during the trial, she would correct prosecutors. If they said something she did incorrectly, she would explain what she truly did. Like, see, they could have said, you killed these two women, and she had been like, no, it was three.
1: See, that's crazy. That's weird. Because she's just, like, proud of it at that point.
0: Yeah and she spoke very matter of factly there was no emotion in in her testimonies at all like she just no remorse no maybe if she like wanted to get to get like the
2: truth out there maybe that would have benefited her kids in some sort of way i don't know just like speaking it, the truth into into the existence and on
0: record like yeah. she was doing this all for her kids i just think she in her mind she did what she had to do
2: i don't think she thought it was wrong no.
0: In any no. way. If she thought it was wrong, she wouldn't have eaten them. Yeah. You know what I or mean? Or made them into soap. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's just so weird. But it was a common practice to make your own soap and candles in Italy at that time. So people didn't think anything of it when yeah. they were like, yeah, she was like, yeah, I made this soap. She but was just like
2: the description of it being like uh, like mushy and brown and yeah. from that first quote yeah, is crazy. Yeah, the
1: way that she describes it.
2: And how did how the human body like
0: how does that even
1: and how did she know that
0: that would be be successful yeah honestly Um, that's such a good question that i was wondering too because because you could look that up nowadays and because of her you know that would work but how did she know
1: was it just experimental the first time or maybe she was like you know what
2: screw it like let's just do this and then i
0: guess she just had all the things to make soap because she made her own soap And she was like, well, I wonder if this would work. And it just did.
1: Did she have any medical background? No. Okay. I was just wondering, because then maybe...
0: No. No No. medical
2: background. Her past is pretty, like, cut and clear, like, with what's recorded. Like, just where she grew up and and how she was treated and everything. And I don't
0: think she worked until she opened up her shop Mm -hmm. when they moved to Correggio. Okay. So... The police didn't believe that she was strong enough or big enough to do this on her own because she was only four foot eleven, by the way, which I think is another interesting thing. She was That's a very crazy. small lady. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> they, I, it's just so like wild to me. Because four eleven is like really, really, really short. Yeah. Yeah, and she also wasn't a young woman. She was in her at least late forties doing this mm-hmm. at this point. So. They decided that she wasn't strong enough to do this on her own, so they detained her oldest son, Giuseppe, mm-hmm. the one who she mainly did it for, as an accomplice. But Leonardo defended him and said all he did was mail the letters, two of the letters that her victims wrote, and disposed of some remains, including bones. But she wrapped them in paper and he just threw them into a river and said that he was not aware of the murders. He was just doing as he was told. hmm And I guess he stood by that. Also during her trial, because of the same thing, the judges, police, doctors, and lawyers went down to the morgue with her and watched her dismember a corpse into nine pieces using an axe. She did it in 12 minutes.
1: What? Oh my
0: god. And that's when they were convinced that she was able to do it without her son's help.
1: And she just did that willingly?
0: Mm-hmm. the fact that oh, they were for like
1: her son okay the fact for that her they were son. like
0: let's go to the morgue and then show us what you do like i know like what? they were like let's just take this random corpse yo the who gave you the fouries? right to
1: well people do donate their s- bodies to science i don't think so but it was that like is the a possibility.
0: but it was like the, the the morgue that like murder victims go to you know what i mean
1: well, I I don't know. Like, I so. I doubt couldn't... that
0: that body was used for science. Not trying to
1: like. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just wondering because like they can have bodies May... that are like. M-
0: maybe it was gonna be he, the person was gonna be cremated. Mm-hmm. You, that I could hope. have been. I, you it can only too. hope that that's what it was. Yeah, and but, that uh, they
1: got permission from like family the family was, in it. yeah if there was family yeah there's there was no was,
0: information like you don't it. know who it was it was just they just like said yeah just the corpse into nine pieces just like she did her victims and did it in 12 minutes 12 minutes 12 is minutes crazy. is crazy
2: crazy i mean i i don't even i know can't what imagine to to that.
0: i can't imagine watching someone do that even if the person is already dead yeah that's disgusting I, yeah.
2: I know, like that's, like I literally,
1: did, it's crazy. I would not want to be in that room watching her do that.
0: Yeah, but they did it in order to clear her son's name. They were like, oh, I guess she co- is strong enough to do it herself, clearly. How did he not clock the smell? I I They
2: definitely didn't report on that, but like, because he was taking remains to the river.
0: The bones probably didn't smell like anything, because like, oh, they had been melted, boiled down. might have been boiled, boiled down. down, yeah. Um, Never mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Ignore what I was going to say. Okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I don't. I also wonder, like, why did. Why in nine pieces? Like, that's very. I was literally. Like, the fact that that she did it the exact same way with all three, too. Like, that's another, like, serial killer thing, having a signature, and she did Um, have one. Mm -hmm.
1: She might have just found, like, the weakest points of the body that she could were the most yeah. easiest or like, i guess she was like oh yeah.
0: this is what's gonna fit in my pot
1: that too
2: yeah that's
0: probably what it was really
2: like, i guess like the first time was trial and error and then she just did it in nine pieces and was like I that's the thing though works out. i don't
0: i think it was trial but i don't think there was error
1: yeah that's the yeah. interesting thing like how did she know exactly how to do it unless she had like some experience with like cooking but well, that's why I, don't I asked know, like, if she had a medical background and knew like more mm. about I the mean, human body than other people. Definitely not
0: th- yeah. the medical background, but she did have the cooking background because she obviously cooked for her family and made soap for the family.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There must know. have had been some sort of experience because, like,
0: I don't know. Well, it is a common thing for serial killers to, like, play with dead animals before they move on to killing people, so it's possible she did that
2: yeah she fits that like not to sound horrible but she fits that like pipeline to be well she was a serial
0: killer she was comfortable sacrificing human lives so why wouldn't she be comfortable sacrificing animals
2: yeah you know what i mean and like the background of like coming from that like neglectful like there's a neglectful parent Mm -hmm. like extreme just like disowning her in a way not yeah like that that those are all unfortunately characteristics of or you know of a background story for a serial killer it's yeah, just unfortunate yeah.
0: yeah so she also during her trial while she was testifying said that to the judge that she donated her copper kettle to the war effort because she was committed to helping her country <laughs> what yeah <laughs> I don't... She did not see herself as the villain.
1: Wow. Yeah, clearly.
0: Yeah.
2: What a weird thing to add after you being like, I did this, 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 XYZ murdering people. and Yeah, but
1: I donated. But I
2: love my country,
0: so... Yeah, Yeah, that was like her one attempt at like getting sympathy kind of. Yeah. But, wow, your kettle? Yeah. Like that's nothing.
2: Even like donating... Twenty or one, you yeah. killed people. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah it
1: doesn't matter how Those many tot- she donated. She killed people. Well,
0: yeah, but I mean, like, it doesn't make you seem generous. It was a kettle, just one. I know,
1: like what?
0: I don't. Okay. I don't know. Or maybe yes. she was, or maybe it was just another of her being matter of fact and being like, "Well, I did do this," like just just saying it, just like throwing it did. out there. I don't know. Like okay. So she was sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum, which proves the palm reader right. Only 30 years? I know. Well, she was their first female serial killer. And in history, if you look, female killers a lot of times get looked at differently because they also, like, there's just, because it's just so uncommon. And the other thing was, she was probably... She was in her fifties at the time, so that was a life sentence.
1: Yeah, not guaranteed though. That's true. If she was in her fifties, thirty years she could have still. Yeah, but in nineteen
0: forty-six. I don't know. Maybe she
2: could have gotten out on like. Do they do that? I that don't know, be but like, I don't. I don't think there was oh, a chance of that like, for her.
0: Getting
1: out early. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I
2: know, because well, the whole aspect of like they
0: view women in a different light, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that was the thing. That was it for her and they also had a lot of debate some people were like she's crazy she's insane she wasn't fit to stand trial whatever she should just be in the asylum and then other people were like no she's sane, she knew what she was doing
1: yeah yeah that's and a then interesting argument yeah
0: so like nobody's really decided if she was insane or not so it's up to your own interpretation
1: that's such a That's such a crazy... I mean, she
0: clearly had, you know, mental illness, but was it she did it out of insanity?
1: Yeah, did she not know what she was doing or did she know exactly what she was doing? You really could argue
0: both sides pretty pretty,
1: uh,
2: heavily, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Mm -hmm. October 15th, 1970, she died of cerebral apoplexy in the women's criminal asylum in Pazuli. There's also, in the criminological museum... In Rome, some of the evidence from her case is on display, including the pot she used to make the tea cakes and the soap, and the the murder weapon, the ax she used, Hmm. and then a few other artifacts, and some of those are also photos of the victims and of her. There's a photo of her kitchen that we're actually gonna post on our story later. So a little bit about post-trial, while she was in prison, She wrote a memoir titled An Embittered Soul's Confessions. Obviously, that's the translated version. Only after her memoir was released is when her son Giuseppe believed that she actually committed the crime. Mm -hmm.
1: He didn't believe it the entire time, even after she dismembered that corpse in the morgue?
0: He didn't see it.
1: No, but... But,
0: like, in trial, like...
1: The police... watched her do it and he just didn't believe I think, that she did it
0: i think he thought she was still doing whatever to protect him because they thought he was involved with these murders and he was she was he was like she's taking all the blame so they can't possibly connect me to it Even but he
1: if, didn't if he didn't do it i know why was he
0: well the was it was he there at the trial too i don't know how the court system oh, okay. worked One in Italy and two back then, you know.
2: If we assume that he was at the trial, which maybe he wasn't just because if he really didn't believe it, she was literally confessing. Yeah, like
0: straight up. The thing is, sometimes when you like, it's your mother. That is the person who raised you and was so protective of you and so loving, and everybody saw her as loving and a gentle woman. And you're looking at your four foot eleven mother. Can you really believe that she did that? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That's true. I don't know, but he had no suspicions at all. Like He just yeah. I just don't think crazy. I don't
0: think it's that he didn't want to believe it, I just think he couldn't. Yeah. In her memoir, she wrote about her awful life, her constant fears that her children would die because of her mother's curse. She also wrote about financial trouble she had, spiritual torments, and the belief that sacrificing four people would change her four children. Also in the book, she wrote a recipe. And tips and tricks on how to turn people into soap.
1: What? That's weird. Yeah. That is so gross uh, and creepy. I I know. Like what?
0: And See that. Oh
1: my god. That fact would make me believe that she was actually insane.
0: Yeah. I I think that's what we can talk about a little bit. I I think there's a lot going on. She truly believed that her mother cursed her and her family. Then she went before. Here's the thing that confuses me. She thinks that because of her mother's curse is why all her children are going to die. But she was given that prophecy before she was married. So before her mother cursed her. Uh-huh. You know, so why shouldn't you blame it on like something else? Because this happened after this was predicted, you know? Yeah.
2: Hmm. oh god you could really argue both sides
0: i know if she you was
2: really could. because i'm personally leaning more towards she was sane and did this but then you add in all like her being superstitious and which was i guess if it was common in italy like to have a bunch of these superstitions i wouldn't count that as a
0: yeah a card
2: mm-hmm. in this but like i don't i don't know you could really yeah argue them both here's so well.
0: what i think i think she was insane but I don't think she did this out of insanity. Mm-hmm. I okay. think yeah. I think prison was the right place for her. Mm-hmm. A life sentence would have been better, but whatever. But I I also but the other thing is like she clearly needed mental health help.
2: In yeah. some capacity. Clearly. Yeah.
0: Because she was she was not mentally well from her childhood. You could tell you know, she had two suicide attempts. And this was before she was married and had children. Mm hmm. Right, like, from a young age, like and the yeah. neglect that she received from her mother, yeah, and all yeah. that, like that, and she had all those superstitions just like floating around in her head. She was constantly thinking her children were going to die there, just she definitely she wasn't sane, she wasn't in the right mental capacity, but I don't think you can accredit that to the murders,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and her getting help in like at that time period wouldn't have been a common thing, like no.
1: Yeah. Because
2: that just wasn't really, I don't even think was a thing. Like no, honestly, not really. Was, unless you were like. Unless you were clinically criminally insane. insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they would have taken you in and done studies. Yeah. But like yeah. just going to like a therapist was not a thing. So it, it wasn't something yeah. that people.
0: And even if they put her on medication, I mean, what medications right. did they have back then?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just curious to know, like, if it was nowadays, what her diagnosis would be. Because she clearly has something, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, obviously I'm not a psychologist. I don't, I don't know, but I'm just so curious, like, what would they classify her Mm. as?
2: The thing is, is, like, even if she was, like, diagnosed, if she was to do it in modern times, people like that will always, you know, be insane, like, they just, they, I don't know, they just won't, like, serial killers are you know they're they're born that way
0: mm-hmm. they
2: are born that way so they will no matter how much you try and help them that they are born that way so yeah. there's and no saving them.
1: also if there was an opportunity for her to get help who's to say that she would just ignore it right and not want the help
0: well yeah that's because she you could say you're helping her maybe she is getting a little bit better but then her son's going off to war it's all coming back right mm-hmm even if she right there's no cure there's no cure for uh, it no no matter what it is like if she had anxiety depression there's no cure that's lifelong even if she got the help from a young age say Mm
1: -hmm.
2: when Giuseppe left that probably would have triggered it and brought it all back yeah Mm
0: -hmm.
2: we don't know because obviously we're not psychologists and we can't you know pick at her brain and figure this out and whatever but this is
0: more so just stuff that we want to know you know oh, yeah. like that's why we're really saying it because it's just so weird and unique of a case like I've never heard of anything like this yeah it's crazy like you've yeah. heard of sacrifices like a life for a life mm-hmm. but but that is nothing I, like this, yeah this is just this, its the whole other category that I also kind of think goes along with her not being insane if she wasn't insane why would she need to take the money Cause she had two motives the second yeah. motive was money yeah mm-hmm.
1: honestly i think the craziest part about this case that doesn't happen often was her like flaunting
0: everything that she did yeah like but the, bragging uh, mm-hmm. about yeah. it
1: basically when they would she just, say something incorrect and she would correct them
0: i know i just it's just so crazy and the other thing is honestly did they have enough evidence to prosecute her if they she didn't admit it you know what I mean? Because mm, they yeah. had, yeah, they had the woman's jewelry. Yeah, that's what she paid me with when I gave her this job. Mm. Honestly, I don't think so.
1: No, because they didn't have a body.
0: They the bones they were thrown in a river. They weren't finding that, especially not in the 1940s. Right.
1: They had nothing.
0: So but, she would
2: have gone away with it. Yeah, but if they she brought her son have. in,
0: they really knew her her point, like her pressure point. Mhm, mhm. Because if they didn't bring him in, she probably.
1: Probably wouldn't have confessed.
0: Yeah, but then when a fourth person goes missing, you know, it's gonna get brought up again. Because I don't, I she was not gonna stop.
1: No, she She, wouldn't have considering the extent that she went. Maybe she would have stopped.
0: Maybe she would have stopped after four. But she's a serial killer. And if there was money involved, like, and this all happened by the way, the motive in less than less than a year, she killed three people. Oh yeah, this was less than a year. Mm. Mm Hmm. Yeah, this which I, is just so crazy. I think
2: I think for serial killers, if it's you, if they kill some three people, in within the span of a year, you're considered a serial killer. I think that's like what qualifies. So yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, that's just it's just a and the fact that she was like, here's a recipe on how to make soap with like a human body.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I
2: could play into the sane and the insanity because to her, this is just like something. Yeah, which which is something that she finds. I don't know. Like that could be both sides of the coin. Yeah. Like in terms of her being insane and her being sane. I, I, don't know. I think it would be a completely
0: yeah. different story if this happened nowadays. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because superstitions are also nowadays. Like you don't look at it the same way. Mm-hmm. Like in Italy or anywhere at this time period, someone curses you, you're genuinely afraid. But if somebody walked up to me today and said they were going to curse me, okay because yeah. i don't believe in that i don't believe that you can just curse me by saying it you know and i feel mm-hmm. the majority of people really don't nowadays
2: and that depends on culture too oh of course i really think yeah. in western culture like someone walking up to you and being being like or like someone saying do you like your curse and stuff i don't know i'd yeah. be like okay yeah But yeah. like, you know All eastern right.
0: customs and stuff oh sorry that. <laughs> you're so silly i think that wraps up the case this crazy crazy mm-hmm. case yeah tune in to our next episode to hear about ella's case yeah, our, for women's history month
1: our part two of this episode
0: abby will be featured on that episode as well yes. so yeah if thanks you liked her commentary me. you'll get to hear it again yeah and if not you'll still get to hear it again
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us for part one <laughs> Yep. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram.
0: At behind underscore the crime. I'll go follow you guys right now. You're oh. not following us? No, I am.
1: Ruda. going to be like.
0: Rude. Follow us.
1: All right. All right. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. 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 I listen.